Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Materializing Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Michael Helton, and today, our guest, Logan Hopper. Logan joins us to discuss how the shift in his way of thinking about his life and getting uncomfortable have allowed him to continually provide for his family and lead a life filled with purpose and guided by love. Whether it's flipping furniture, slinging shade, or providing roofing solutions, Logan has always made the most out of any opportunity and continues to find success and lifelong connections in each industry he pursues. Today, Logan walks us through how his ability to simply get uncomfortable and put himself out there has drastically changed the trajectory of his life, his career, and his relationships. Logan gets real with us and shares how some pretty tough situations can be the very spark you need to start living a life by design. And today, that's exactly what Logan's able to do. As a professional roof advisor for Timberman Roofing, there's no job too big or too small for Logan and his team, whether it's my little thousand square foot townhouse or a 20,000 square foot office space. Logan and Timberman are going to ensure that your investment and more importantly, your family are safe. Look him up on Facebook and Instagram. He's pretty active on there uh, with letting you guys know what's going on, what's new with Timberman, uh, whether it's new deals going on or, or new innovations that they're coming out with. They've always got new things rolling out. So so be sure and look him up there. Um, you know, and, and with Logan being a, a husband and father of two, he's, he's going to dive into how those little munchkins and his wife give him the energy and the motivation to attack the day and, and, and do what he needs to do to provide for them. Uh, really excited to share this with you guys here today. And Thank you for listening with us here on the Materializing Mindset Podcast. Enjoy the show. All right, we got Logan Hopper on the pod today. Welcome, buddy. How are you, sir? Dude, happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. Doing excellent. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I tell you, I, um, you and I had a conversation recently about you going to get your license, and I kind of wanted to start there. Because that's something that's been pressed on me for a while. You know, you've been in the roofing game for a long time. You're the go-to guy when it comes to commercial residential roofing stuff over there at Timberman. But man, when I talked to you, you you straight up said, when are you getting your license? You know, and that confidence that you're able to put in me, I feel like is one of the reasons that I really want to have you on, man, is that you've always been someone who gives, you know, who's who's grateful for everything, who just loves life, who who's excited where he's at. So I want to just dive into to that new adventure with you in real estate, man, because I know you're excited about it. So so what are you hoping to do with that? Like what's the what's the goal there? Absolutely, man. Um God, you make me sound like I love hearing you talk about me. Um <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's the so truth. real estate, the the Florida real estate market, it's it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't take a rocket scientist. It, re- it really doesn't take much reading at all to realize where the real estate market here is is going to be in 10, 15, 20 years. It's it's not going anywhere. Everyone wants a piece of it. Um, we are headed into a recession if we're not already there. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's an outlet for for me and my family. I know that a real estate license, you have to have it in order to get that piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. So for me, if, if, you know, you can do wholesale, you can do, there's, there's other methods, but for me, it's like, what's my, my quickest way in to start getting little pieces of the pie. And it's that, that real estate license. So, um, you and I both know that we love people. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have your real estate license. I should have my real estate license. Anybody that likes to socialize market, um, and just put themselves out there should have a real estate license because you just never know friend might want to sell a house. Um, you might be able to help a friend find someone to sell a house and you can't even accept legally 
a mm-hmm. piece of that pie unless you have that license. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I, I just, it's another thing that will allow me to double dip when it comes to bringing in money for my family. So that's it, bro. And you touched on something really important too, where if, if you have the ability to market yourself and you know people, you should have a license. Absolutely. And that's what I'm realizing. Like, and you highlighting that, I think is so important because like you, ju- like the situations you just described, that's so important, man. So, you know, I think, uh, I think a lot of people that are our age are either already seeing it or are starting to see that that is the way out. And like seeing people like you who are moving throughout real estate, you know, I know you bought a house a few years ago. You bought a second house here recently that you've now got, you know, your original home is a long-term rental. And that's exactly where I'm trying to go too. So um, what, what was that journey like? I mean, I know that you did, you know, repairs on the, on the old house and, and got it ready for the long-term oh. rental. So um, I mean, just kind of walk me through, you know, cause I think for some people there's, there's kind of that reluctance where it's like, oh, let's just let's just sell this house 1031 roll it into the new house and then there's no stress there's no worry away from it yeah right absolutely so i um i got super fortunate you know my wife had already she had just acquired that house mm-hmm. right before covid um so she got yeah. in got a got a great rate on it a great price point on the house so we're looking at at plenty of equity and um the value of that home is going to continue to go up so there's no reason to let it go. Um, but the repairs the and you'll talk to so many people with homes and they'll say, yeah, perks of being a homeowner mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. Um, the decisions that are made prior to getting another property are uh, stressful. That's yeah. the easiest way to just stressful. Um, right before we got the new house and got it under contract, I had a leak pop up under the slab of the house. And then there was a a few other things that we had to fix, but you know, we're we're talking thousands of dollars to potentially get the house ready and then have an issue finding a tenant for months. So um, my goal is to continuously acquire properties through the next however many years um, until I feel like I'm okay. But I assets, man, I, I don't want, I want to be able to walk away from, the man or the boss or, or the government, however you want to see it. I want to be able to sit at home or go on those vacations and, um, acquiring assets is, is the quickest way to do that. So, uh, we got that, Kara got that house. Um, you know, we had our two beautiful kids and I could tell that Kara wanted something bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we, uh, we got that, that, new house and it's been extremely stressful but uh for me it just it's uncomfortable which lets me know that i'm i am moving in the right direction Mm. i don't think uh anybody should be looking for comfort right now in the the market that we're in i think that if you're comfortable there's more you could be doing you know not to run in circles but as far as the the process goes i mean you just pull the trigger man Mm -hmm. pull the trigger the rates aren't the I mean, and historically, these are regular rates. Yep. Everyone believes that, oh, 7%, 8%, 3% is not, that's not fucking normal. No, it's not it's normal. It's not. Um, you know, the you can go back and I think it was the 80s, maybe the 70s, but the rates were like 15%. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, inflation has happened. You've got to find, you've got to find more income and that's just where we're at. But mm-hmm. as far as letting rates go down before you jump on a, opportunity that could change your life in the long run 10 20 30 years like yeah it's, it's gonna be hard but pull the trigger but you got to do it you've got to mm. take the shot 
gotta yeah. take the chance. So that's I want to go back to something you said where you said I was uncomfortable and that led you to know that you were in the right spot. I want to know what type of perception shift or where where along the line did you realize that oh I'm comfortable this isn't good like something something either bad's going to happen or I'm going to stay here and not progress you know what I mean yeah I hate that I don't have like a a super clever saying for this but um comfort is the last thing that I believe any young person should be feeling like maybe Mm. comfort within your relationship. That's awesome. Um, you know, comfort within your skin, as far as, you know, your, your fitness or your health, those things are great to have. But when it comes to finances, like I, I just, I never made growth being comfortable. What you show up to that job, you're comfortable, you're getting your paycheck, you're slowly stacking chips and it, you know, it feels good. You, you see the money start to, to kind of climb in the bank account. But for me, it's every single time I got comfortable, it felt like I was sh- shorting myself. Um, I would constantly be asking myself, is there more? Is there more? Is there more? Is there more? So I feel like I get in this mode where I'm just doing. Um, and sometimes I'm a lot of the time I make the wrong step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might do things backwards. I might fail. But one thing is for sure, the constant pursuit of doing things that keep me out of my comfort zone has continuously helped me provide for my family in a bigger way. And it's also continued to push me to be the better version of myself. So I just advise everybody to um, try to push yourself a little bit. And one of the things that I noticed too One of the things that I've really started to do, you know, in terms of just trying to put myself in a position where I can better provide is kind of taking your lead because, you know, I've been seeing you post on Facebook about your business and what you do and making posts about it and videos like for years. No shame, bro. No shame. No shame. shame. Like, and I remember when I worked beach service, bro, I used to think like, oh, I used to think about making posts like Mm -hmm. that, but I was like, no, people don't want to see this. Like they're going to think something Mm -hmm. that, and it's like, it's everybody else thing, but but people want to see, people love seeing that, Mm -hmm. you know, the right people. The thing that I've realized, people love seeing people love stuff. So if you're passionate about it, mm-hmm. dude, people, that, that's what people are drawn to. And like, you know, honestly, like your Facebook posts are why when moms was like, I need a new roof. I'm like, I know who to call because there you, go. you know what I'm saying? Like social media is, is one of those things that I feel like, like you said, being comfortable, like it's so powerful for you to say that because like there has to be a level of comfortability in myself and who I am and you know, how I feel about myself, but man, so, you know, being comfortable in that sense, I feel like that level of comfort of myself is what gives me those tools that you're talking about to be uncomfortable Boom. and to say, you know what? I don't give a damn. Boom. Like, you know, and, and that's the thing. Cause whenever you're true to yourself, man, I, I feel like, and I've seen it just in the way that you operate, like you attract people that are really doing well and really want to see other people do well. And the people that aren't really in that phase, they don't, they don't really want to be around. And that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I'm, I've talked to you about this before, but like, if you can cut those people out, that's a good thing because it's, it, it creates a filter. And so I know one thing for you too, man, is, is I, and I kind of touched on a little bit, but man, and I know that you, you know, you'd be able to talk on this for a long time, but just, I want to know like what level has relationships and networking played a role <laughs> In your success versus knowledge wow. and education. Wow. So, um, 
And one of my, 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 I call it my first job. Uh, I was moving furniture yep. and, um, you know, uh, one of my, two of my, my old buddies, uh, Matt Lehman and Stefan Hogan, um, Stefan's uncle, uh, Kenny King, um, Kenneth King, he owns a furniture store out in Destin. I, I just, I remember showing up my first day and just, oh God, you know, I'm moving furniture. This, this really effing sucks. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm 18 years old. I think there's more out there. And, um, day one, he's got me cleaning the bathroom and, uh, asking me to, you know, stop in at different offices and tell people, Hey, you know, my name's Logan Hopper. I work with a furniture store. Like if you ever need furniture, give me a call. And I'm like, dude, nobody wants your furniture, bro. You know, <laughs> like it just didn't make sense to me. I didn't want it to make sense. And, um, I ended up working there for hell, probably three years. And by the end of it, I was so comfortable with going into a place and saying, who's the man in charge? Who's the woman in charge? Who can I talk to in here about, you know, pulling the trigger on getting some furniture or, you know, maybe letting us co-sponsor an event for you. Things that, you know, prior to those few years of him helping me learn what networking was, I thought it was stupid. Straight up thought it was worthless and pointless. And it's just, that's where I was. And that's where most people are after high school. You're not in this or college. You're, you're not in this mindset where it's like, you know, I need to go and tell people who I am and what I'm about and what I have to offer because it's uncomfortable. You know, now that I'm in the world of sales, um, for roofing, it's, it's essentially the same thing. You know, I'm able to kind of market for myself on a, on a massive scale with Facebook and social media now. So a lot of us are spoiled and I, and I do hope that anybody that hears this does tune in to their marketing. Um, you are capable. I mean, you start with a couple posts a week, maybe one post a month, start, start somewhere. Um, networking is going to be your bread and butter. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to put yourself out there, uh, you can call it pestering people. If you'd like, I talked to a realtor not too long ago and I was like, man, who's your roofer? He's like, bro, it's honestly the, the most recent roofer that annoyed me with a text. And mm -hmm. I'm like, really? And he's like, dude, it's, it's pretty much that simple with, with most sales. It's, you, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to pester people. You've got to make it be known that you have a service to offer and, you know, people are going to remember that and spread that. Uh, but networking and marketing, I will say, has been the bread and butter of my success. And I just encourage everyone to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're offering, um, whatever you want to do, market, market, market. Network. That's it. I think that's the biggest thing. I, you know, I, I, it's a very well-known phrase, but it's that, you know, the best known product beats the best product every time. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, that's one of the things that I've noticed with you is like, I've always known what you've been doing. Like I've always known what field you're in, what industry you're doing. Like it's, it's very clear for me to see like what you're up to. And, 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 you know, like I, like I mentioned, man, just that passion that comes through and everything that you do, like whether it's pickleball, whether it's the gym, <laughs> whether it's inclined, bed, like it doesn't matter. Whether it's squats. Right. It's like, I, I think just having that passion towards something and being able to showcase it that's what, again, like you talk about branding, people feel like, oh, this guy like loves living life. Like he enjoys the things he does. Like he, you know, and so I think anybody out there, like, like you said, 
Like put yourself out there. Show people what you're doing. You like knitting? Tell people about it. Like start people, a club, Facebook page. What? People are gonna love it. Somebody that you got have, those other people that love knitting, believe it or not. Right. They're out there. They're out there. And and like I think anyone can take that <laughs> advice that you bring, man. Just just put yourself out there and and I heard something else that, and, and you talking really reminded me of it where it was like, it said something like, uh, if you try to fight what you're passionate about, that's where most depression stems from Absolutely, is, is trying to go against who you are and what you stand for. And, and, you know, that's, I think one of the things that's allowed you to just really, I mean, whether it was King's furniture, whether it's Timberman, you know, whether it was the beach service for a few years, like everything you've done, you've been able to leave a lasting impact on people. And after you've left, they've, they've, you've maintained that relationship, you know? So, um, I think like you mentioned, having people that, that kind of guided you and said, this is what you need to be doing against, you know, you thinking it's dumb and uncomfortable and all that. I think that's, that's really powerful, man. So I, with you, like, what are some ways that you kind of grow your network? Like, like for people out there that are curious, like, man, I want to, I don't know where to start. You know, I think that can be kind of the daunting part. Right. So what do you recommend? Like, what, how have you kind of been able to grow your network and market yourself and get in front of people? I feel like so many people battle with starting. Mm. Um, for me, it's the battle with me is to be consistent on little areas that I'm trying to maybe create something with. It's just the consistency to maybe keep posting or, or keep putting it out there, but it, starting, I'm, I'm very good at starting things, not always finishing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do not give a damn about what anybody's going to think or say. And I heavily encourage everyone just to do it, just to start, start doing it. Uh, make the post, just make the post and don't be scared to fail. Like I cannot, reiterate this enough fail over and over and over and over until you succeed mm -hmm. there's no there's no losing there's no looking dumb especially if that sweet success comes at the end of it which it will mm -hmm. it it is inevitable it will come if you continue to take those chances and be a good person and pursue the right things and for me it's i I don't want to say wasted time because I learned some of the most valuable lessons ever, but um, it's just a matter of uh, just doing it, mm -hmm. just doing it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing too because it is true. Like, and I, and I'll and I'll do that same thing. Like hearing you say that so good because I'll think to myself like I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't just do it. You, yeah, you do. None of us do. Yeah, literally none of us do. Every all, there's all these guys that offer these courses, and it's one of the biggest shams in the world now especially on social media it's like oh buy my course i'll teach you how to do this buy my course i'll teach you started his little course deal just posting it granted some of them are good but a couple gullible people went in and bought it and he was like oh my god i can literally just post this class and teach a lot of people things that you could find on the internet mm -hmm. or with some common sense and reasoning it's it just all comes to it, it all comes down to being able to put yourself out there and not give a shit mm -hmm. about the the failure or the judgment because the judgment's always going to be there. Yep, always going to be there. Um, so I tell people, you know, would you would you rather have all that judgment and not be taking the chances, or would you rather be taking the chances? Maybe one of them hit have that judgment and then at the end be able to um give everybody the middle finger or, you know show them that success because for me it's it's all i'm always going to choose myself mm -hmm. and if i fail i fail 
That's it. I think I think that's super important, man, because it, 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 I don't know. I, I just think so often for me, like I didn't I wanted it to turn out right. Mm hmm. And so I didn't, you know, I'm not going to do it until I think it's going to be right or it's going to be perfect or it's going to be how I want it to be. And man, like you said, no one knows. Nobody knows. You know, man. it's like, it, it, it. that's so funny that you say that about the course too, because it's like, that's exactly right. Like it's not, the, the guy's just getting a bunch of information that you can find out on your own and he's marketing it to you. Yep. And you're, it's like you just said, like, that's what it is. And so it's like, if they can do that, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's a pretty, simple process like you said you know it's just it's just a matter of doing it and that's so good because that's stuff i've got to hear because you know i can't tell you how many times i've written a post and deleted it so, I'm like, so, so many people want structure they yes, need the yes. groundwork they want structure they don't want to go into anything not knowing and it's like everyone does it that way that mm -hmm. makes it like yeah. okay yeah they're calculated they've got this plan of attack this blueprint you're always going to have hiccups you're always going to have flat tires there is no clear route that is at the end you're gonna have that success and no heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not it's not a thing. Uh, my I love to tell people about me and my wife. So you know, dating my wife when I was twenty, nineteen, twenty, we was running the roads. Just there wasn't a whole lot of passion for the right things out there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she didn't want to put up with it, but we both continue to pursue life and uh learning who we were and you know i even got married and here we are golly it's been eight or nine years and her and i you know we've been together five years got kids married and um dude for a long time i was like i was scared and was like god you know everybody's gonna uh, they're gonna i'm gonna get so much judgment if you know if i ever try again or I go back to her and it's like, dude, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Mm. Happiest I've, I've ever been. I've got my dream girl. I've got the kids. And, uh, you know, if I'd have cared what every other person said, and this is, you know, granted that we're talking about love here. So a lot of people are like, oh, he's just talking about a relationship. But for me and what it's done for it's me, mindset. like getting over that, there's, there's nothing that I won't pursue now like mm -hmm. she was the she's my rock she's my empire she's everything that i needed and wanted in my life and after getting her i don't you know it's going to be different for everybody but for me and my perspective it's like oh my god i landed the one mm -hmm. like i landed the one and now i get to give her everything and i get to pursue everything and um that's so true, man. That's, I tell you, having, having somebody like that in your life, it, it's so awesome that you're able to see how much of a blessing that is. And, and, and just the, the joy that that can bring. Cause man, that's so, that's so powerful too. Cause I think so often, you know, you said it, it's like, you're the happiest you've ever been. How many people do you think just don't pursue it? Don't go after it. And they just end up, you know, accepting however they feel, and they live their entire lives wondering what if. Yeah. You when you, and you, you're going to die. You're going to die one day. Yeah, that's, you're going to die on that bed. And those what ifs are still there. And for me, mm -hmm. I thought about it all the time. It's like, last thing I'm going to do is sit on that bed and say, she was the one. 
or mm. that was the job. And like my real estate license, I've taken this course, this pre-licensing course twice with mm. Brian Kiefer, wonderful teacher, could have passed it two times, didn't even show up to take the test. Um, so this will be, you know, third time's the charm, cliche, but I, I'm, you know, going to follow through this time. And maybe if I come back on the show, I'll be able to talk about my first few houses I've sold or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, those what ifs are, I, I don't, I don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with them. Um, take the chance. Shooter's going to shoot, baby. That's it. Shooter's going to shoot. And I, and I love that. And I love that you're so like open with saying like, yeah, I've taken the test twice. It's the third time. Sometimes that's what it takes. Dude, it's, and you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's a part of the journey. Like, like, man, I, I tell people when I've, you know, working on my degree or trying to get my degree, like I failed so many classes because I did not, I was trying to take them online. I was trying to work full time and like, it, it just, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know how to plan for it. But, you know, I think like you mentioned before, man, you're, you're doing it though. Right. Like, dude, you gotta you know, give like, yourself you're, some you're, grace. You're doing it, man. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. Yeah, and, and exactly. You ended up, did you finish mm-hmm. your degree? Yep. Like, dude, talk about, talk about hardships, talk about, um, sharpening iron. Like, yeah. Like, dude, you filled all your classes. You had to continue. Mm-hmm. When like everything going on in life encourages you to say, F this, I do not want to keep doing this. I could find another outlet. And it's like, wait, but I've started it. Mm-hmm. Like I've started this. I'm going to finish this. And it's it, a huge flaw of mine. I'm super hard on myself is I don't always finish things. Yep. And I, you know, that'll be something I always have to work on. And it's cause I'm you know, impulsive and want to do a thousand different things. And, um, you know, it just says it speaks volumes that you were willing to push through on that. Yeah, dude, I, I appreciate that. I don't I don't think anybody is ever going to get the bag or find that success without absolutely grinding their ass off. And, you know, there's tons of and it's getting worse and worse. There's just all the people out there that think it just falls in your lap. Yeah. And it's like, okay, those people that hit the lotto great. Some of them are probably homeless before they hit the lotto. The people that, you know, are owning multi-million dollar billion dollar companies i can almost guarantee you that 99 percent of them put in so much work in some aspect i don't care if they were ever homeless i don't care if you know they've always had a job or always had a house or the work was put in Mm -hmm. like what okay what about everybody else that's out here that doesn't have all of these things that have had it's like the work has to be put in somewhere because it just, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. I'll argue that with anybody. It doesn't that's, just happen. That's so true, man. And I'm, I'm so glad that there's people like you that have that mindset because I need to hear that. Like I, that's, that's, you know, I need to be reminded that it takes work. It takes effort. It takes, you know, people that are my age. Cause you know, I feel like when people are in their forties and fifties, you got to work hard, son. It's like, okay, whatever, old man. But like, when you see people that are around our age that are doing the things, you know, I'm trying to get that second house and have that long-term rental, you know? And, and so seeing you do the, do the deal and, and see what it takes. It's like, I think a lot of young people can get inspired by that because I know for me, there's almost a level of like, Oh, it's my twenties. I'm just trying to chill. Like, uh, you know, and yeah, you can have that mindset. Like, or, the, or I've got plenty of time. Okay. Right. Which, which we do. There's that too. Which we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, but, but I think saying to myself, I've, you know, it's like, you, it's like you mentioned taking on that perception that you have where I've got plenty of time. So I might as well try everything. Yeah. Instead of I've got plenty of time. I'll just try it later. And, and that's what I want 
everyone to realize like, yeah, you've got plenty of time, but try stuff, do mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah, it's, the, the job, the list of jobs that I've had, it's, it's, this, it's probably a lot of the same things everyone else started, but the sales job, I mean, it didn't, it didn't fall into my lap. It, my, my wife had a friend and anyway, I, I ended up getting this sales job, but granted this is after working at countless restaurants, working at Moe's Southwest Grill, rolling your burrito. Welcome to Moe's. Like, you know how much that tears a person down, you know, every single time. Welcome to Moe's. God, I, I, you know, I hated it. I was great at, at rolling burritos. I met a ton of great people in there that were always like, yeah, man, when are you going to get out of here? When are you going to get out of here? And, you know, I was selling myself short and, uh, you know, I got comfortable. I stayed at Moe's for, I think I worked there for a year, which I'd say was probably 11 months too long. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was a great lesson for me, but beach chairs, um, you know, pontoon rentals, these jobs where you're working 12, 14 hour shifts is what really ignited a fire in me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can do this seven days a week, eight months out of the year in the blistering sun here in Florida. And it's nothing. I'm smiling about it. I'm happy to be out here. It's like, well, if I can do this, it's like, there's certainly nothing that I won't be willing to do. I've just got to start and uh, mm-hmm. I've got to push because you and I both know the beach chairs. Love it. I swear it's the best therapy ever. Getting out there, a workout in the morning, yep. workout at night, meeting so many walks of life, so many people that are there to smile and be on vacation. Granted, the few, the few assholes, but most people <laughs> are out there to have a good time and to smile and you're out there making sure their vacation and getaway goes, you know, as planned and, and, and as good as, as we can as we can make it as far as what little bits we get to influence. Um, everybody is going to put in the work somehow. And for me, you know, a lot of people around here know my history. A lot of them don't. I was, uh, you know, in and out of jail, um, was always working, but was always trying to make money in other outlets. And, uh, it took me hitting the bottom. I'm talking bottom of the barrel. Um, Lance, my younger brother, only person that, that I really was talking to at the time. It's like, dude, it's, it's time. Like I've got to make the decision now to allow all the things that I've been through to light a fire and, and really start the push, um, to find out what I'm made of because I had no idea. It was like, I'm in my twenties. I don't really know where I'm at. I'm kind of lost. And I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, am I important? Do I have a place in this world? Do I do this or that? And I feel like millions of us, all of us in our 20s, most of us are in this mindset. And it's like, do I fit in? And for me, I still don't feel like I necessarily fit in, but I continue to to push. There's, there is no rainbow without rain. Mm-hmm. And I just want everybody to know that it's not pretty. Yeah. Like none of us are just living this lifestyle where everything's good. Like, you know, the people with all the money, I don't know, you know, their grandpa could have got cancer yesterday. They could be going through all sorts of stuff that you don't get to see. Yeah. So I just said, I advise everybody to, to really tune out of all the noise that you can and just start doing and grinding. I think that's, that's pivotal right there, bro. Like just, 
blocking out the noise, not, not paying attention to, like you said earlier, looking at, you know, this person got the new vehicle or that person got this or whatever, you know, and, and not concerning yourself with what's going on in their life. Cause man, when I look at my life, I've never had it better ever. Like, come on, bro. Like I'm so blessed. Like it's unbelievable, but I'm going to sit here and be upset because this person has a hunk of metal that was made a couple years newer than mine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the same thing. It, it, it gets them from their house to their job, you know? And like, I have to take it down to that simple aspect sometimes. Cause like all that material crap like that, it's necessary, right? Like, I mean, we need cars, we need houses, yeah. we need that stuff. But the American culture though. It's, it's so gross, man. Like gross. it's the, the, the amount of emphasis that's, that's, material that's put on that is i think it really creates a shift in it and it it makes it harder to do because like i've i've never really been too materially driven but i know that i feel like if if my emphasis was put on like i'm working for this thing that's gonna burn out eventually absolutely like, but like like you said bro you found the one yep you're working for eternal love yep. like you're working for a family like and and even if you don't have a family work for yourself work for who you are who you want to be and i think that's that's the real ticket right there because um it's like, and, and you mentioned it too with with uh you know working in the blistering sun like you see what you're capable of in, in those environments you're like wait wait a minute like it's 108 there's three people that have had heat exhaustion today i'm chafing right <laughs> I got three more hours of breakdown, bro. What? Who's got the aquifer? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know it's um. Yeah, but no, and you see that, and so I think, yeah, you you taking that mentality into into your everyday life. I don't think that comfort and just constant um pleasure is. Yeah. It's what we're here for. Like, I I don't like to talk about it because there are the people out there that have tough run-ins trying to find love. Most of us, I would say. Yeah. But like for me and who I am. And please, everybody should should not have the same perspective. But for me, or maybe they should, don't know. For me, I am here to love people. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing, the only thing that I have found fulfilling in, in my existence is loving people, giving someone a smile and some type of memory with me that reflects love and kindness and all the things that I would want for, from someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my kids, kids are the best thing in this world. Absolute best thing in this world. They are little gremlins and they bring so much stress. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have those days where you're like, golly, like, what did I do? But I'll never run out of energy mm-hmm. ever for those little, those little guys. Um, my, my daughter and my son and my wife, I am so eternally grateful for them. Um, I, you know, I'm not the most, what would be, what would be the, the word for that? So, you know, you've got people that are religious, you've got people that are atheists, you've got people that talk about luck and faith and this thing that's out there, mm-hmm. like this, this thing that helps you kind of base who you are, how you look at things through life. But nobody's denying that that thing is there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? fine that's your faith you're probably gonna live life based off that you got people like me i have faith that there is a creator of some type and i have faith that if i continue to be what i believe is a good person a loving person somebody that would always do what's best for the people around me my life is going i'm going to continue to be showered in whatever i need Mm-hmm. Whether it's the day before rent's due and I have nothing, I believe that that next day everything's going to work out. And um, for me, 
like I said, love and uh, love and passion. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the big thing. There is like you operate through love. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everything that you do comes to that place, and man, that's so powerful because I can tell you, like, bro, just like it's one of those things where when I'm real with myself, I feel the same way about that fulfillment piece. Like, man, like all that stuff is necessary. You've, like you said, you've got to go out and sell roofs. You've got to go out and make relationships. It's necessary. But when you can find fulfillment beyond just the money or the material that you get from it and like what you've done, I think is really where a lot of people could find a lot of value that they're not seeing right now because you've been able to do that. You, you just said it, man. Like when you put good out, you get good back. Like you don't, and that's so important too, because, you know, basically like a lot of what you're saying is just that you're not trying to sit there and manipulate everything and control it. You're just saying, you know what? I'm going to operate through love. I'm going to do the right thing and it'll pay off. And you've seen it in your life, man. And I've seen it in your life. And, and it, it, that's been the way that it's been in my life too. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's one of the big things is understanding, like you said, there's no, there's no rainbow without the rain, you know? And, and I kind of want to go back to that. So you mentioned, I know you mentioned that you were kind of in and out of jail a little bit and you kind of hit some lows. I mean, what was that like? I mean, I, I mean, we grew up together, right? So I know, but I, yeah. I know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot of, <laughs> uh, yeah, your boy, uh, I just refuse to read the road signs that life kept giving me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be the man and have the money and the things that the, my, my friends around me had, uh, not having a ton of, uh, guidance, um, in my late, teenage years and my early 20s granted i have uh, a couple foster um you know some people that that are basically foster parents to me around here and shout out to you guys love you guys so much um really helped me get out of a dark time but i I really uh comparison was the thief of joy for me and i was doing things that would would allow me to have that money and experience those things that I thought I was missing out on. And, uh, I kept having run-ins with the law, getting in trouble, finding myself in jail, getting out, fighting my way back up to where I felt, you know, wholesome and, and worthy again. And then, you know, you get into autopilot, you're doing illegal stuff, a matter of when, not if I truly believe that, that most people will always, um, get called in that, in that world. But for me, I got arrested and took someone down with me that had nothing to do with it and didn't didn't deserve that and uh for me that was the final straw i finally realized how it was affecting everyone around me i knew exactly who i wanted to be at that point but it's like i just wasn't man enough to pursue any of it or even start on any of it i didn't want to be uncomfortable it was just a for sure way for me to continue taking the easy way out and knowing that I'd be okay. And so they were great lessons, but I just, I would go the same route again if I had to, because I'm so hard headed <laughs> that I just refused to to learn anything the first three, four, five times. But yeah, it was tough. You know, you, you build a little something and then you lose it. You build a little bit something more, think you've learned a lesson, you lose it. And that just kind of circles back to, and I think everybody saw it on that after the, the last time I got out of jail, that transition to like, how can I service everybody? Mm-hmm. Love, 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 love. You know, I had people that were fucking with me all the time. They'd write me and just, you know, kind of joke with me, like really on this love stuff. You know, I've got the word love down the center of my chest. Um, it helped that word 
helped me transform the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. And I will never run from that. I'll argue with the most pessimistic person on the planet. Um, and I'll, they can tell me all the things they've been through and all the heartbreak and all the, the losses they've experienced. And, you know, I'm going to tell them you just continue to love mm -hmm. and eventually it'll get you on the right path. But yeah, long story short, um, going to jail was great for me. Yeah. I think that everyone gets to use that as a pivot in the right direction if they choose to for, yeah. I'll leave it at that yeah there's a there's a good uh line in like an old school rap song where he talks about getting knowledge in jail like a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. you know um it, it's it's one of those things like i think just being able to get the good out of that and understanding like you said it's a reality check because because you're in there bro the last time i was in there i remember um i was playing chess you know there's god there's isn't there isn't there more to isn't there more to life than than this and mm -hmm. um i don't know towards the end of my time in there which was it wasn't very long but I, I had a guy come up to me and he was like you know you think you're done like done with what coming in here i was like well yeah i hope so and he's like well you sure as hell don't belong in here he's like I, I hope that i hope you don't come back and this is a guy that was in there for um something a little more serious and he had been in there for for quite a while he was getting ready to get sentenced again mm -hmm. and um he just told me he's like man you got family on the outside i said i got enough he goes you have a job i said yeah i can I got work out there and you know, why don't you, why don't you pursue that and quit selling dope? Well, that's a great question. He's like, you know, it's a, uh, you're always going to get caught. Someone's always going to take you down. Like, you know, you telling me you got family, the ability to work and just people that care for you out there. Don't come back. Don't come back. You know, you, mm -hmm. you don't belong in here. And so I, um, <clears throat> it wasn't just because of him or I like to tell myself that, but I've, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never go back. Yeah. I'll never pick up that bad habit again. I don't care how I'll, I'll go beg on the street before I, I break that um, boundary that I've set for myself. I haven't set too many boundaries in my life for myself. And that's one of them um, kind of goes back to just, I, I love my wife and family so much. Mm -hmm. Being in there and seeing stuff like that happen, seeing people fist fight over a 30 cent bag of, of ramen noodles. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it really, like I said, it's a reality check. It's sure. like, man, this, there's more to this. Like mm -hmm. you said, man, that was perfect. Like there's gotta be more than this, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, and I think you found it, man. And I, I'll tell you, I, you know, you talk about your wife and, and, and your family and, and man, I, I look at where I'm at now and, and yeah, I can compare and say that, you know, there's people out there living in bigger houses and they got nicer stuff, but man, I got a wife, a kid that I love, a kid that loves me, a wife that loves me. It's, it's such a blessing, but you know, and you talk about the role that family plays for you now, and I know you kind of mentioned it too, but you know, you said that you had foster parents. I know you moved here from Mississippi. So, I mean, when you were growing up, did you have that, that, that loving family that you created for yourself now? Or, is, you know, Man, I had, um, my dad worked on oil rigs, mm -hmm. uh, very successful, gone two or three weeks at a time though, and then home for a week or so. So my mom was our absolute hero, our rock, uh, made everything happen for us. And then, you know, our dad would come home, there'd be some tough love and the things that, that come along with being a supportive dad, you know, with a wife that doesn't work, there's a lot, there's a lot of stressors there. And so it was also a different period of life. So like the wife was supposed to stay home. The man was supposed to control everything. And, um, anyway, it was a weird dynamic, I would say 
emotionally, I didn't get what I needed. I never felt like I was enough. And I don't think I'll ever feel like I'm going to be enough now because of the the traumas and the way my parents um, went about raising us. But as far as like the materialistic things, me and my younger brother had everything we could ever dream of. And uh, when the 2008-2009 recession hit, my parents had had so poorly diversified everything and the, the spending habits were so bad that um they sent us down here to to go on vacation with every intention of us staying with our sister and that was when i was 12 so I, my sister god shout out uh ashley hopper hickle um gave me everything i could ever ask for um has just re- that's that's she's mom She's mom. Um, and then I got a couple other, you know, people that stepped in to play that, that mom role. Um, by the way, shout out moms, man. You know, are just the most caring, mm-hmm. loving creatures out there for the most part. Um, wouldn't be here without them. Uh, but yeah, I had everything I wanted material wise, but as far as the emotional support and the love that I think is very important in the, the mental development of, someone's self-worth. I don't know. I'm kind of going off, but my, my kids are going to have all the things that I felt like I didn't have, which were the, the super important stuff, mm-hmm. like emotional support, the, the, the parental love and just reassurance that you are enough, that you can do this. There's nothing you can't do. And just me and my daughter now, you know, she's four and we, we pray at night. You know, I, I say affirmations to her. You know, I, I have a repeat, my name's Luca and I can do anything. Mm-hmm. My name's Luca and I'm so strong. My name's Luca and I love my family so much. You know, those little things that really set the tone for for a person mm-hmm. going into life. It's like, imagine if those were the things you always heard growing up. Yeah. Those little things that you always said when you were a kid instead of, boy, did you clean up? Boy, did you do the dishes? The way our parents raised us, or at least mine in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, shout out the Berg. The things that I hear, like, I do believe that it helped. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, yeah, ma'am. Yeah. Like, it, you know, just so any of y'all know, if your grandma is at Publix and I'm coming out, I'm carrying her damn groceries. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's who my dad shaped me to be. So I understand work. I understand manners, but I don't understand how to feel like I'm enough. And I don't want to sound like a marshmallow because I think tons of people experience in that. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I do believe that you are supposed to feel love and security and support from your parents. Oh yeah. So a hundred percent. And that's awesome that, that you've been able to create that even though you didn't necessarily see that, you know, and I, that's why I was curious. Cause I know that you know, it can either be a, a motivator to change or a reason why you stay the same, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing there. Cause you know, when you can, when you've never been shown it, it can really be hard to know what to do, you know? But, um, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. If you just do it and act from love, you're probably doing the right thing. You know what I mean? So, and especially when it comes to kids, man, I mean, with, with Adelaide, it's like, it's so awesome just to see, I mean, and my daughter's not even two yet, but just to see like how she'll do something and she'll look over and be like, mm-hmm. you see you that daddy? Dad? Are you Was clapping? that pretty cool? Yeah, you you know, like, yeah. And, and so, but like that comes with creating an environment where she's looking to me for praise, not looking away from me because she did something wrong or, you know, even now, like if she messes something up, she'll just look at me and go, uh-oh, you yeah. know, because it's like, it's all good. Yeah. We're going to pick it up. We're going to get it right. And and so hearing that you're able to do that, man, I think that's really awesome because you're, you're creating loving humans and um, I think that's what the world needs more of, you know, and, um, 
All right, Logan. Well, I think we covered a lot, man. This is this was really good for me. I think um, hearing your perspective on acting through love and and just doing the next thing. I mean, that's that's major, and you've shown that right with your ability to pivot. Whether it's moving from Kings onto the beach service to where now you're at Timmerman Roofing. So anybody out there with your roofing needs, hit up Logan. Yes, sir. Uh, anybody with real estate needs, he's getting his license soon. So hit him up as soon as he's legally able to help you yes, um, with your real estate needs. Are you looking for a broker? Dude, really appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, dude. Um, I just, I'd like for everybody out there to just take the chance. Um, whether it's with that girl or with that job or buying that house, stay out of your comfort zone. Stay out of your comfort zone. Get yourself healthy. Declutter your house. Do the things that are going to ease up your stress a little bit. And love your neighbor. Watch yourself get showered in the things that you need. And keep on living. That's it. All right, guys. Until next time.